think like ultimately we need to be in right relationship with the earth in terms of like a solution. Like what can we do? Get Let's get in right relationship. Like let's start building the relationship. Let's start building community resiliency because even if we like, even if we all somehow organize tomorrow and, and really started making shit happen and taking down dams and stopping resource extraction projects and, you know, stop driving cars, we're still going to be having effects of climate change. Those are not going to go anywhere at this point. If we, if we really made some large global solutions, would that help? Yes, it would help, but it's not going to alleviate the pain that is coming our way that already is in many places in the world. And a lot of times we just can't feel a lot of it because we have modernity to like cushion us from the blow. It's like, well, we still have air conditioning. Well, we still have water in our taps. Well, we still have access to A, B, and C. So we don't have to feel the the reality of the situation as much in this country and probably a lot of the listeners who are listening. I mean, the fact if you can even listen to a podcast on a device, like you're probably not feeling it as much as other people that have to walk five miles to get water and their well is drying up because there's none left. Um, And so, and I think also for me, how I deal with climate change is, yeah, educating myself, really, really questioning my own existential needs and then getting involved in land-based projects because the earth is resilient. The earth is resilient. And a lot of people say the earth will be fine. It's the humans. Like, will the humans survive? I don't know, but the earth will be fine. I actually despise when people say the earth will be fine. So I'm like, are you speaking for the earth? Is that what the earth told you? That like, she'll be fine when she Mm -hmm. loses like everything she had for billions of years. Cause I don't know if fine is the word I'd use. I'd maybe use like the earth will evolve. Like, sure. You know, but like fine, it's just like such a gross thing to me. Cause I'm like, we're losing 200 species a day and we're going to say she's fine. She's losing 200 children. You know, it's like, this is crazy to say that. Aww. But I think that, yeah. um, but I think that we can um, really get involved in land-based projects and support the resiliency of land in climate change. Like one thing that I, what's an example? Yeah, sorry, yeah. what's an example of a land-based project? Well, one thing I'm super passionate about is dam removal. We ha- like we are clogging mm. the arteries of the earth, and while we still have fossil fuels readily available, wow. we need to be pumping fossil fuels into excavators to take down dams immediately. No no more new dams and take down the old dams because if we want any chance of having salmon again, if we want any chance of like uh, having the, the lifeblood of land be able to flow, we need those dams gone. So, um, you know, there, there have been dam removals. There are more scheduled, but like, you know, thinking about Shasta, they want to raise that dam. And it's a huge indigenous sovereignty issue. And it's like, get involved with that. You know, does that relate to climate change? So is it, uh-huh. is a dam like just for, mm-hmm. so people understand like, you know, why is a dam built mm-hmm. in the first place, mm-hmm. you know, and, and what does it provide? And then what is it actually doing um, to the land? Yeah. So a dam um, is basically like a big concrete wall that holds water back and it's created for hydroelectricity which is electricity, you know, it's just like, it's a way to power our lives, power our modern lives. Many of these dams were like built in the fifties, sixties. Um, so they're not really even, they're, they're not, they're not even giving us a lot of electricity for what they are. They're kind of, they're not great. They're not really, they're not efficient, I guess is the word I've used. And so you can imagine that a river 
rivers and riparian zones, which are the lands around rivers, they are so vital. They are so vital. And you look at like Los Angeles and the river, Colorado River is literally a concrete thing. Like it's not a river anymore. Like look, think about all the- Yeah, shit's nasty. It's nasty. It's like, so think about it. If you have plants and soil around a river, those plants and that soil and that and those fungi, they're going to help clean the water. They're going to help um, soak the water in. I mean, it's a whole system. It's going to feed its habitat, blah, blah, blah. We concrete it up and then we're literally like killing. We're just killing whole communities of, of creatures, plants, um, microbes. It's just, it's gone. And all the ecosystem services that earth will do before it's concreted is absolutely incredible. We can't even quantify it financially because it's like billions of dollars of ecosystem services. So when you dam a river, there's so many things that happen. I mean, one, like fish can't get up. Um, Two, uh, because of the logging around rivers, there's a lot of erosion that's come in. And then it creates sedimentation in the river. It changes the shape of the river. Fish can't spawn because... They're, they're dying. Their gills are being um, flooded with the sedimentation from the erosion. You have like the water gets mm-hmm. hotter because it's not moving. Like rivers flow. But if you stop a river, it's like this hot, stagnant water. Then you have invasive species that come in. You have algae blooms. I mean, like it's, it's a very long list of what will happen because they are the lifeblood. They are the arteries of the land. You clog the arteries by putting dams in. So that's just one thing like dams. I mean, I'm, I'm very passionate about taking dams. I'm very passionate about um, stopping new resource extraction projects. No new mines, no new fracking sites, no tar sands, no oil drilling, none of that. No offshore, no inshore, doesn't matter. Done. Like if that's happening in your community or if you want to get involved with something like the tar sands or like Pebble Mine up in Bristol Bay, Alaska has the largest salmon run left in the world. They're talking about building the largest gold mine in the world. <laughs> like the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge. Trump just reopened it. Trump just reopened Bears Ears, Grand Escalante for more oil. It's our public lands that have been protected and now they're being reopened under this administration to do more fossil fuel extraction. So in terms of climate change, the things we can really do that I think are really powerful is get involved with the community and friggin' organize. Organize like there ain't no tomorrow because there isn't. It's always our responsibility to take care of the land. I know we probably were raised with this mentality that's like, oh, well, that land's set aside or somebody else is going to do it. Nobody else is going to do it. We actually all are responsible to protect the land, especially our public lands. And that's also something that I feel like there's so much information on for people to get involved in. So many different organizations that are fighting the good fight to keep these lands um, protected and to keep them from having new resource extraction projects. And the and you know a big problem is is that economic development because people are struggling. People will continue to struggle especially with climate change. And when you go into these communities that are very poor and you offer them a new industry, you offer them a new mine, a new, you know, some bullshit, yeah. it's really hard for them to say no and even destroy their own land and, and poison their own water because they don't have any economic, very, very little economic mobility. mobility. Thank you. So again, it's like we have to build resiliency in our communities away from the fossil fuel economy. And I could give you examples, but 
it's really listening to the communities of like what they need and like what the ecosystem is asking in that space. But there's just so many things to get involved in to stop new fossil fuel extraction projects and to and close down the ones that are already in operation. But then the question is like, well, <laughs> but it's hard when when let's say I as an individual am going to keep the if if I as an individual am going to keep demanding a very resource fossil fuel intensive life, but at the same time I'm going to be like, but stop the da 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 da. It's like, well, you know, it doesn't have as much power. It doesn't have as much punch <laughs> to the to the power of the situation. Yeah. But nonetheless, like, it's a it's a big thing to curb your addiction and to become an organizer or to be a part of the organizing the movement. But I would say, don't get trapped in the enormity of it. Don't get trapped in being imperfect. Just start get involved and you will figure out and you will be so in like working for the earth is so enlivening because you know i don't even know i don't want to answer because it just is and so even though i am like oh my gosh like how do i i'm also like yes 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 and every new person i meet and every new project i do and every new connection it it feeds the fire and i think that kind of leads mm-hmm. me to this feeling of of having sacred rage and being really energized by the anger, by the overwhelm, by the... Yeah, I'm obsessed with that that mm-hmm. term, sacred rage. Yeah, sacred rage, because like, you know, may, mm-hmm. maybe some of us are listening going like, holy shit, like, what do I mm-hmm. do? There's nothing to do. It's all too big. I'm so scared. I'm so sad. I'm so pissed. I'm so angry. Yes, yes, yes. Use it, use it, use it. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.